0: All right, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back, everybody, to the E-Hunter Podcast. I'm back again with my uh, my co-host, Seth. Seth, you, are you there?
1: I am. I am indeed here.
0: Oh, my goodness. You sound fantastic, everybody. <laughs> Seth has a, a new mic, and he sounds amazing.
1: I guess. Well, I'll leave it up to Taryn.
0: <laughs> Uh No, it's good. It sounds great. You sounds wonderful. So... <laughs> Awesome. Well, excited to be back again with you guys today to to do this podcast, um, and we're gonna actually share some more stories uh, with you all today. So, hope you guys are enjoying these. It sounds like everybody is, and uh, we're definitely enjoying uh, talking about these things and sharing some fun memories and uh, tips and tactics and tricks, and really enjoying these podcasts. So, hopefully, you guys are as well. And just you know, as always, if you guys have um, items that you guys want us to talk about, uh, reach out to us. You can reach out to us on social media email whatever. Um, and just a little plug. Uh, we do have some cool podcasts coming up. I know that uh, the baiting laws in Utah is a big hot topic right now. Uh, we're gonna have Wyatt Buback back on the podcast. He's done a podcast with me in the past and uh, I'll have him back on to share kind of the nitty-gritty details about the the baiting laws in Utah. So stay tuned for that. and uh, a couple other cool ones. Coming up as well, if you guys have been on the website lately, you've seen some pretty neat articles and um, we're going to try and get some some uh, podcasts done about them, get you guys some more details. If you haven't been on the website, make sure and check it out, eHunter.com. Um, we're posting new articles every single day, whether it's news, whether it's um, how-tos, product reviews, lots of stuff. Also check out our YouTube page. Um, got a lot of stuff on that and trying to do more there as well so excited about what's going on right now we got some good things going on don't we seth
1: we do we do we're we're like I say we're creating content or finding content every day to bring it to you guys to try to be that uh, online source yep
0: definitely couldn't do without vortex optics they support everything that we do here at e hunter also this uh, month on the podcast uh, grateful to have um grim reapers as, as one of the sponsors for the podcast and appreciate them and so we we couldn't do this and couldn't make this possible for you all if if we didn't have them um, we do have a Patreon page guys make sure and check that out if you guys are willing and interested in supporting us that way we would love to have you all as patrons um, we got some cool things that we could do uh, as patrons so check us out on Patreon it's just under Hunter. you can find us pretty easily on there so alright well that's enough of the, the laundry list stuff let's move on with uh, the actual podcast and uh, jump into what we want to talk about tonight. So, what we want to share with you guys is some of the uh, some stories about some old school bucks. And if you guys have been on the website, you guys have seen some pretty dang cool stories about different uh, uh, animals, uh, mule deer bucks that grandparents have taken, dads have taken, um, and there's some some monsters on there. So we're going to kind of share some of those stories. With you tonight and actually Seth I'm going to kick it over to you if you want to, to start us off and get us going on one of the, the cool stories that you have.
1: Sure. so um, I have actually never seen the, the deer that I'm going to tell a story about. I've, I've seen pictures of it. I've never actually laid eyes on of it on to it. Um, so my great great grandfather. Uh, was his, his name was William Everett Mitchell, and he actually ran a jewelry store in downtown Provo uh, in the 30s and 40s. Um, and my family, for as long as I can remember, you know, my, my great grandfather, not so much my great great, um, he always loved to go to Strawberry Reservoir, Schofield Reservoir, and Joe's Valley. Those were the three places that were his favorite places on Earth. Um, And I had not realized this until a little later, that he had uh, gained his love of those areas from his father, who we were talking about, which was William. Um, So in the fall of 1941, before the U.S. had joined World War II, um, he and his wife drove up to Schofield to fish for the day, which priorities it's the deer hunt and you're fishing but i'm i'm not gonna judge (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so they had fished the morning and on the way home they decided to pull over at uh, the turn off at sheep creek which if anybody's hunted the wasatch or Mm -hmm. the central part of utah they know where sheep creek is um and they drove up the road there uh for about uh, two or three miles and then pulled over to have lunch. Um while they were having lunch in the car, my great 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 grandmother um noticed this deer moving through the flat and started, you know, grabbing great great grandpa's arm and, and yelling at him, That's a that's a great big buck, that's a great big buck. Um so we had to fish the gun out of the back seat and load the gun. Um, it wasn't loaded and so As he was loading shells into the gun, he jammed it with a loose change (laughs) and had to try to clear it while this big buck moved through the sagebrush flat. Um, He finally got the gun unjammed, and on the first shot, uh, from everything I have heard from stories and actually found a news article about the deer, um, he shot about two and a half inches off the farthest widest point of the deer oh, There's
0: oh, no way
1: and i don't know if it dumbfounded the buck or what but it, it it stood there um and on the second shot he dropped it um and then on the third shot it uh it tried to get up and he he finished it for good on the third shot um but anyways um once they had had shot in it, it was such an ugly... I mean, I'll share some pictures of him that I've had through the family and in the news article picture. He's such an ugly thing. Um, <laughs> so, if he wouldn't have shot, at the time, if he wouldn't have shot that two inches of of antler off, they assumed that this buck would have been the whitest deer taken ever at the time. So, even with that piece missing... The buck was 47 and a half inches wide. Um, and so he, he uh, had it, you know, measured because it was so close to a record at the time. Um, and they had, you know, a bunch of people come in from all over. People came over from Denver to look at it to, to try to certify if it was the world record, quote unquote, for the widest deer mm-hmm. taken. Um, and unfortunately it wasn't, it it actually tied another buck that was supposedly taken in, in Colorado, um, at some point. Um, but anyways, um, the, the saddest part about all this is, um, he actually kept the antlers, you know, a lot of those bucks back then got taken to big buck contests. And then the, the people that ran the big buck contest would keep the head and never give it back.
0: Um,
1: so he actually kept the head for, for years and years. And when he passed, his family took a lot of stuff to the storage unit. And they weren't thinking anything of it. And supposedly the, the family story is that they, they put the head in front of the storage unit door with a bunch of other stuff and left to go get more stuff. And when they got back, everything was there but the head. Um, so we as a family have no idea where this head ever went to. (laughs) Wow. Um, So like I say, all I have ever seen of it is the stories from my family, uh, the newspaper clippings, and then uh, a family picture of it. Um, And of course, black and white, not, not the greatest pictures. Um, (laughs) I I would love nothing more than to, to be able to see it uh, in person, but I'm sure it's, Who knows where it is at this point if it even is still around um but yeah it's it's funny because because of the size of it he they did a news article on it and it's funny there was a a couple quotes he had in the news article um about shooting the the antler off it it just says uh this is the quote i'm going to scour that 40 acres of sagebrush where I shot the deer and see if I can't find the missing piece. <laughs> <laughs> and it's then, like
0: looking at it for a needle in a haystack, right. literally.
1: And so then in the second part of the other quote, he just said, I've been hunting deer for many, many years, uh, and it's hard to believe that this one buck might actually be a record breaker. Um, but but yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen it. Um. And, and, uh, unfortunately it, uh, it got picked up and, and, uh, I don't know if we'll ever find it. Um, Goodness. and then, um, sorry, I don't know what is going on. Goodness gracious. It's, it's, you're a uh, you're
0: a popular dude over there.
1: It's, uh. Someone sending us messages on E Hunter. See, we're 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 popular. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's uh, he's going crazy over there. there
1: he is. We're getting let, all. Let, let's
0: give a shout a shout out on the podcast <laughs> right here in the middle. Ben Cole, man. So if you guys don't know Ben Cole, um, he's been a staff member for us at E Hunter for uh, for quite a while. Um, hardcore duck hunter and and really bird hunter in general, but. Um, uh, actually, we posted a, a picture of his on on the page today, and so that's probably what uh, uh, started, know you <laughs> know, made him start sending all these pictures. But hey, dude, Ben, keep it coming. This is awesome. So it is. Good stuff. <laughs> anyways, hey, that's you guys yeah. got to know. These are raw podcasts, so that's you know, right. We're just gonna give I, it to you how it is. So this is
1: what I get for i i didn't take terren's advice i didn't turn off my phone <laughs> yeah
0: i oh i have learned you you got to turn off all the other sounds you know that's oh. even joe rogan doesn't tell his people to do that i laugh when all you know in the middle of joe rogan's podcast and you hear people's phones beeping in the background oh, so. beeping
1: and ringing yeah yeah <laughs> uh so picking up uh so yeah unfortunately uh i've never got to see the head i uh i talked to a taxidermist one time about seeing if he could uh make a recreation out of pictures and he just kinda of chuckled and said that would be extremely expensive and extremely difficult to not have something to to go off of.
0: Yeah, that would
1: um, but yeah, it was a sad deal. All all started on a, a fishing trip and uh ended up uh with a just an amazing old school buck. Um I'll what I'll do is I'll post some pictures probably tomorrow or, or uh, when this podcast goes live and uh, guys can see the pictures and maybe I'll leave a clipping of the, the news article about it. So sweet.
0: That's a cool story, man. That's, it sucks when you haven't seen it. Um, you know, and you actually don't get to put your hands on it. So, I, and actually, the, the story that I'm going to share is, is similar. So, the the story that I'm going to share, it, it's pretty popular on our website and our social media. You guys, if you guys have been following E Hunter for quite some time, you know very well about the the big mule deer that my grandpa shot. But I wanted to kind of share that story today. It's funny because, um, so my grandpa Truman, he he shot several large animals. I mean, see, I I feel like. All the guys back in the '50s and '60s just shot some monsters. I, you know, that's just kind of was normal for them back then. Um, and some of the other ones that he has, I've actually been able to, to hold. Um, in fact, I ha- my brother has one that we had we have mounted, and it's actually hanging in his house right now. You, you're all right, Seth. You're, you're like falling over over there.
1: No. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I had, it's a raw podcast, as soon as I turned my phone off, my wife's work setup phone started going crazy, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Good grief, good grief. okay. <laughs> um. But anyways,
0: uh, so like I said, we, we've got that one, it's a nice one, it's a, an 8x5 about 36 inches wide, beautiful, beautiful mule deer, um, I'll try to post some pictures of it, but uh, really cool eye guards, too. I think that's one of my favorite things about it. Because his and eye guards, meaning like he's got several on each side. It's, it's such a cool, cool bug. Um, but the reason I want to share this other story is because, like I said, we do have an article up on it on, the, on our website. And we've posted about it on social media. and um, Everybody have, has loved it. And the cool thing about this one is um, I have his story recorded. Um, in his, you know, in his, as he's sharing the story in, in MP3 form, uh, maybe someday I'll put that on a podcast and, and release it. Uh, it's kind of special to me because uh, he's been gone for a long time now. He he died when I was eight years old, and um, I, I I look up to the guy. I mean, the guy is. Uh, everything that i've always wanted to be um even a, a really good golfer and i've <laughs> I, i've picked up golfing recently and i'm not a really good golfer but this guy was a the stud of studs so uh, but listening to him tell the story of this big mule deer is, is amazing so this mule deer was it was 44 inches wide so not quite as big as yours seth but uh just still a, a monster and um I'm not going to go through the whole uh, story because like I said, it's on uh, up on the website and you guys can go and, and check that out. It's under the art, the title 44 inch Utah mule deer. Um, but kind of a funny story They're they're out, hunt- he's out hunting with his, uh, his brothers and a, and a friend. And, um, basically he, he kind of walked off on his own and, uh, saw this, this deer walking uh, across the hillside there. And, um, he, uh, obviously he's like, holy crap, that's a, that's a big old buck, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna be taking that, so he, he he shot it, and, um, he, uh, he hit it, and he, he watched it walk over the mountain, he's like, oh, crap, you know, this, this this has got to be the biggest mule deer I've ever seen in my life, and, He's, he watches it walk over the mountain. He's like, I know. I, I feel like I hit it. And he's shooting this old 270, which we all, you know, in our past podcast, if you guys haven't talked about the, the Caliber podcast, you guys know the 270s are pretty worthless. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Seth. Hey, uh, you're
1: going to have my family on you, man. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I'm kidding. If he would have been shooting a 7 mag, that thing would have dropped where it was at. But <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Um, yeah, so it took off, and he, he you know he talks about you know he's just sitting there cussing himself that he had had missed and uh, or he thought he he could have missed. Anyways, he he went over there and he tracks it for quite a ways. I think he says like about four hundred yards, and um, follows the the tracks down the over this hill and, and down the other side. And when he got over the hill after he, where he kind of thought it went over, um, the deer kind of kind of took off and went to the bottom of the draw in front of him. And um, it went about 200 yards away, and, and uh, then he was able to, to shoot it, um, knock it down, and, and ended up going and, and getting it. But he, he said when he walked up to it, um, he, he just couldn't believe it. In fact, he took his rifle and put it between the antlers and was just blown away that his rifle fit between the antlers you know it was it was that wide mm. and so he he got it kind of you know taken care of there and, and started headed back for camp you know back in the day he didn't hop on his razor he he walked his his happy rear end back to camp <laughs> and uh when he got back to camp his brother says you know was that you or did you hear that those guys over there doing all that shooting and and mel's like yeah that was that was me and they're like oh did you well, did you get one he's like yeah i i, I shot one. And, um Of course, the first question that his brothers going to ask is, "How big was it?" And my grandpa um, said, "Well, it's a pretty good sized buck." And then he told him a story about, or told him how he put the the rifle down in between its antlers and said, "My rifle can fit in between the antlers." And he said his brother stood up and said, "Well, good hell, let's go see this thing." (laughs) So, so they took off to go see it. And when they walked up to it, his friend, his friend was from California. His, His friend walks up there and. And uh, kind of freaks out a little bit. And he's like, "Oh hell, you shot a you shot an elk," and he took off <laughs> running, thinking that he'd shot an elk. And uh, no, it was just a, a big freaking deer. So, mm-hmm. uh, interesting story. Go guys, go on, and you guys can read that article. But I want to tell you a little bit more about it, kind of after the fact. So similar, like I said, I haven't I have not seen this deer in person. Um, my grandpa sold the mount to this deer. Uh, because the family needed some money. him and his wife, and you know little kids needed some money. And so he sold them out to a guy because um, it kind of got popular. It won the gold nugget big buck contest back in the day. and so it was a pretty popular buck. And so everybody knew about the buck. In fact, it, if I remember right it, some guy had tried to steal it at one time and yeah. anyways, sold it. And, and we have since tracked it down myself, my cousins and my, and my uncles. And have reached out to the guy that owns the the mount and have offered him a good sum of money, more than we should ever have to pay for a a, a mule deer mount, even of this caliber, but we wanted to pay that much because of the sentimental value that my family has for this this big mule deer. Um, and the guy just says, I don't care what amount of money you, you come at me with, I'm not going to sell it. mm so it, it, it's heartbreaking. It's sitting down in California as we speak on a guy's wall um, that has, is not related to my grandpa at all. He just loves big animals, and it's something cool that he had bought and hung in his house. And, you know, he, he has been willing. To, he says, if you guys want to come get it and make replicas, I'd be okay with that. Um, you'd have to obviously come down and get it yourselves and haul it back and do everything, and then, you know, bring it back. I'd probably need some collateral while you are <laughs> while you have it. Um but he, he's been cool about that, but he's he will not sell it to us. so pretty sad deal that we can't get our hands on it and and make it ours. Maybe at some point he'll do it. but um as of right now it's it's sitting in California and uh I wish it was in Utah where we could could see it but its such a cool buck again go to the to their website look up 44 inch it's 44 um, the two lines for like quotes and then Utah you'll you'll be able to find it. Um, really really cool book there's a few pictures of it up on that that article so pretty cool
1: yeah it's pretty crazy how many of those stories happen you know what i mean like the the big bug contests were were cool and selling them for money was was needed at times but it's amazing how many you hear where guys are younger guys now are trying to bring back a family heirloom and they've just Either can't find them, or when they do find them, the guy's like, "Nope, it's mine now." (laughs) See, I've never understood. Like, if it's in fact,
0: I've been traveling this week with a a friend of mine that I work with, and and he asked me not even about this story, but about a different story. He's like, "Do hunters hang up like antlers or mounts from other hunters?" And I'm like, "No, I I wouldn't. No, I no offense, Seth, I wouldn't hang up a a deer of yours in in my front room. It's just." Right. That's not cool. I mean, my grandpa's, yes, absolutely. I'll I'll hang his up. But some other random hunter or some person I don't even know, no way. Right. I wouldn't do right. that. So it's kind of odd that, uh, that yeah, he's like, that
1: way. I could see if it was, like, some really unique sheds that you found. Or yeah, oh, even, yeah. Or even, like, a, a deer, like, say, a deer you've had a ton of history with that nobody ever killed or something. Mm-hmm. If somebody had a set of sheds and you wanted, like, a replica or something. Right. You know, okay, but... but yeah, to me, to take something that's like, yep, some dude I don't know, have no idea who it is. Like, it'd be different if it was, like, your family friend or something, but but a guy you have no idea of and just to hang it on the walls is very strange to me. Yeah,
0: I, I've I've had a hard time with it. And, and, again, we've offered a lot of money for it, and to not take that amount of money for it, I mean, take the money and run, dude. I mean, we're getting right. screwed in the deal, but... <laughs> But it's worth it. Again, it's the it's more the sentimental value than his right. actual amount. It's just it's it's what that deer is, and you know. Yeah. So, if he does, never does it, I will probably go get it and make replicas of it, just so that I have that of his and have that memorabilia. But it, it still would be different if I had the real thing.
1: And that's and that's the way I am with my great great grandpas. If if a guy ever came to me and like, look, I don't know how I got it. Even if even if his family stole it, I really don't care. Like you know what i mean from the from the storage unit or whatever yeah yep if he, if he just came to me and was like you can make replicas of it i'd do it in a heartbeat just because like if he wouldn't sell me the actual head and he would just like you can make replicas i would do it just because it's something i've wanted for as long as i've seen this
0: deer mhm so yeah what other stories you got seth uh
1: so the only other one i had so uh my step-grandfather, who has since passed, um, it's kind of funny. So, so the other buck I talked about was shot in Sheep Creek. And this buck that I'm going to tell a story about um, was taken 30 years apart almost and only like 30 miles away. So it was taken uh, in what we've always known as White River, which is also on the Wasatch just you know a few miles up that main highway um so it was the early 60s um and my step-grandfather and his brother uh hopped in the willies jeep and went up to white river to deer hunt and it had snowed um and i really wish they didn't take any pictures or anything at the time um i really wish they would have but uh they shot two really nice bucks. So anyways, they, uh, they're they driving the, the willies along, and they get to some low mahoganies and they could see quite a few deer moving through there. Uh, so my step-grandpa Ted says, well, I'll walk across the mahoganies and see if I can push anything out. And uh, you wait down by the willies, and I'll push them toward you, and that way you can pick me up. They're like, okay, no problem. So uh, he's walking along, and two really nice bucks hop out and take off running Um, and the bigger of the two he shoots I think he hit it two or three times it's been a long time since I've heard him tell the story Um, and it made it down into the flat and it crashed and the buck that was running with it ran right towards his brother and his brother shot it right out the right off the hood of the willies or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um and it fell down, and they, they loaded them both in the Jeep, and loaded them up and, and shut the doors. And just as they started the Jeep, the the buck that the brother had shot stood up in the back of the willies and jumped out of the willies and tried to run away. <laughs> and so they both shot it again <laughs> and got it, um, loaded it back in the willies. And so... I've never seen the other buck in this story. Uh, The brother lives in, uh, well, did live. I think he lived up north, maybe in Idaho. I can't remember now. Um, Never seen that buck, but uh, my grandpa Ted always said it was a nice buck, but this one was bigger. Um, And back then, it's kind of like you said, there was just a lot of guys that shot nice deer back then. It seemed like uh, it wasn't really any big deal, so they they didn't mount it or anything. um, And my grandpa took the head and cut, cut the skull plate off, wrapped it in leather and just hung it at the cabin for years and years and years. Um, and I'd go up to the cabin in clear Creek, which we talked about in the, uh, elk hunting stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I would look at that buck and I'd be like, man, that's a big deer to not have an, you know, a shoulder mount or anything on it. And I, uh, I guess my step uncle, his son kind of had the same feeling. Cause, uh, Back in, like, 08 or 09, he contacted a, a uh, taxidermist and found a hide for it and then got a shoulder mount on it. Um, but while we were doing that, it got to stay at my house for a few weeks um, once it was finished until my uncle could come pick it up. Um, and so I measured it and scored it and stuff. And so it, it scores at uh, 203 nice it's just a really really nice buck i mean few kickers but mostly just a big four point um and i just thought it was so funny that those two bucks were basically shot in the same basic area 30 years apart um and and i like to say it's kind of like you said when you you have an mp3 of your grandpa telling the story i really really wish i would have someone at the time before he passed recorded that story because to hear him tell it it was so much funner and, and funnier to hear, you know, the the emotion of shooting a big buck and then loading them both in the truck or the willies and then watching the deer jump out of the back <laughs> of the willies and run off and, and having to shoot it again and it was a it was a really good story to, to hear, so I <laughs> I really wish we would have recorded it, but uh Oh
0: man. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, I've I've said that about a lot of things like you know, with this podcasting equipment that we have, we really need to sit down with grandparents, you know, like my grandma, you know, not even about hunting, but my grandma is, you know, 94 years old and talk to her about different things, you know, that she's gone through in her life, you know, being 94, she's seen, you know, technology advancements and sicknesses and all sorts of different things that she, you know, go throughout her life. And it'd be interesting to get her stories, but, you know, to sit down with some of our grandparents and parents and, you know, tell me the story about this buck and, you know, just, just to have that in their own words. I mean, we're telling these stories today, but we're, you know, we're not even really doing it justice for what they could do. You know, they could go in so much detail and, you know, and I guess similar with us, we need to tell our kids those stories and record it so that we can share the emotions of our, our hunts, you know, on this ride that I've been going on this week through Wyoming, um, you know just like i said this guy that i've been talking to he's asked me to tell him stories you know i told him the story about last year's elk hunt with the llamas and you know he he was just digging he's not a hunter but he was just digging the stories because it's it's so entertaining and like you said the emotion that comes out as you share the stories is is amazing
1: so right and it's you know it's it's like you say it's sad to an extent of how many are lost you know how many stories end up lost I mean, you're you're from Utah. I'm sure you've stopped at the Cove Fort gas station. Oh, I stopped there
0: just two days ago.
1: <laughs> and, and you look at the size of them, those deer, and the and you know the guy that owns that gas station didn't shoot those deer. Them are all from all over Utah, mm-hmm. and and nobody knows those stories of which any is, one of those deer, probably.
0: Which really does those deer a disservice. Those animals, all those animals, a disservice because man, the. It's don't get me wrong. It's cool to see big animals hanging on the wall. Like I love going to Cabela's and seeing all the mounts on the wall, but how the story, the stories behind the hunt is is even that much better. You know.
1: It is. It really is.
0: Yeah. You know, well, take the time, guys, and, and share these stories. Not our stories, but your stories with the people that you know. Whether it's your kids, your grandkids, whatever. You know that those are special. That's you know that's the thing about hunting is it makes it that makes it so special. Is it's not just about harvesting an animal and putting that animal in your freezer, which is a great part of it. Don't get me wrong, but you know the the life experiences, the things you're able to share together with your family and friends, the the memories that live on. You know, it's just uh, it, it's amazing. And so hopefully you guys were able to enjoy. These stories that we shared with you tonight, we'll we're going to share more stories as as it goes on. We've got some some fun stuff planned for you guys, and uh, should share, be able to share some pretty cool stuff with you. So, Seth, before we, we wrap things up, anything new on uh, the E Hunter front that we want to share with everybody?
1: Um, so if you haven't checked out the website in the last little while, um, there's there's tons of stuff. <clears throat> excuse me, tons of stuff going up on there. Uh, from from like like Terence said in the beginning, from news to to uh, just just stories about big animals. We've got a the legends of the past section that's we've had some animals added to that. Um, sadly, there was another fatal grizzly attack up in Montana again. Um, I've, we've covered that one. There's a, there's a good article there you can read about what took place there. Um, Look like it looks like a grizzly came right into someone's camp multiple times they tried to scare it away and then late in, in the in the middle of the night it, it got into the lady's tent and drug her out of it. Um really sad deal. Um we've got articles discussing wildlife management. We've got, you know, pronghorn management, uh conservation stamps in Wyoming, just a bunch of stuff on the website you guys can read right now that uh, will give you a little more information into hunting news and, and tactics and, and all sorts of different things. Yep,
0: definitely. i got an article going up tomorrow about the new change to Wyoming um, hunting age. They're lowering the hunting age. So 11-year-olds, if you're 11 this year um, but but turning 12 before the end of the year, you can hunt big game this year. So lots of, lots of cool stuff. Um, really keep yourself up to date with what's going on in the world of hunting and, and really outdoors in general. So make sure you guys are uh, checking that. That website daily, really, um, you'll you'll find a lot of uh, good information on there, and we're growing. We're we're getting a lot of people from not just the U.S. but all over the world um, hitting the hitting the website. So um, it's getting out there. But please share it with everybody uh, that you know. If if there's articles, you're like, oh yeah, I know somebody that would enjoy this article. Make sure and share it with them. Um, that's really what helps helps us grow. So. Well, cool, Seth. Well, we'll we'll wrap it up. But uh, appreciate everybody's support for uh, the website, for the podcast, for everything that we're doing. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. Reach out if you guys have any questions or want us to cover anything specific. And uh, we appreciate you guys uh, for everything, all the support that you give to us. Also, one other quick thing. There, we have some new apparel that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Seth, when do you think we're going to be able to get that out for everybody?
1: Um, I am not certain, but we have an order set to go, and I think you guys will really like the apparel once it comes in.
0: <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm sorry, the evil laugh came out there, because it's, yes. we got a pretty cool uh thing coming out, so I'm excited to introduce that to you guys. I, I'm sure you guys will love it.
1: <laughs> yep, I think it'll be a really good one. I think people will get a, a really good uh, kick out of it, and then really enjoy it, so, yeah sure
0: cool all right guys we'll appreciate you um again reach out if you have any questions and thank you for listening see you guys
1: see ya